0: you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah Golseth. talking with our missionary friends today and continuing our conversations in africa today we get to talk with krista young she serves the lord through the lutheran church missouri synod in africa based in nairobi kenya krista thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour
1: thank you it's my pleasure
0: Tell us about the work that you've been given to do in Eastern and Southern Africa.
1: Hmm. Um, my title is volunteer coordinator. And so I work with the local church bodies in several different countries to identify needs and then match volunteers from the LCMS churches, either teams or individuals to um, to those needs, typically. Of course, that's not <laughs> happening right Right now. <laughs> Typically, right, right.
0: And, and we also, because we're both DCEs, we have to give a shout out for DCEs oh, right. right now Ext, as well. Oh, yeah. So yep. yeah. Outnumbered. yeah. Sorry,
1: Sarah, you're still cool though. <laughs> oh, thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> how,
0: how did your formation as a DCE prepare you for the work that the Lord's given you in Africa? Huh,
1: excellent question. I think um, the thing that is... The biggest highlight for me is relationships, and um, the relational ministry in youth ministry or family ministry, walking alongside people as they um, practice and live out faith formation in the home, um, has has really sort of equipped me to to build these relationships. Everything in East Africa is based on relationships and spending time together and having coffee and tea and. And often even you feel like you don't have an agenda to the meeting because you're still b- visiting and praying for family members. But, but you see that the, the impact of those relationships um, are the opportunities to share the gospel, are the opportunities to walk together. Um, when an when East African bishop is honest enough to say what the challenges of his people are, it takes a, a, a longer time than in the States because they're not as direct. So I think relationship building and just helping people walk, um, in their faith and as they, and as they go along, probably. Yeah. So how have those relationships that you've built been critical or important over the last several weeks as, as we've all kind of entered into this very strange new life? Mm -hmm. They're, they're very critical. Um, we obviously don't have any teams traveling right now. So people are um, often wondering what I, well, Krista, what do you do? So I've had mm-hmm. the opportunity to revamp the materials that that the folks before me created, which were excellent. But now um, I have kind of been able to put my own spin on things. So that's been my focus, like in terms of administrative. But then the rest of the time I've been having opportunities to just chat and um chat with the different church leaders and members around different countries and check in on them and pray with them and um and i think this time right now will be so beneficial when we do get to visit again because um because they know we're we're here for them and with them and and they know i'm praying for them and they know that you know and they're praying for me and and it's just been a really um a, a really powerful time of really trusting in God and seeing his, his beauty, um, even in the midst of challenges.
0: How has life changed for the young family, uh, during <laughs> this time of pandemic as well? I know that, uh, mm-hmm. you have beautiful daughters and, mm-hmm. um, and in what I think college now, is that mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, they both are. Oh, wow. Um, Joel's a teacher, so he's been teaching remotely from home. He has um, just two weeks left, so we are spending a lot of time looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been a blessing. Some days, and um, <laughs> and our youngest daughter came to Nairobi to do a short term mission team in March, and she was here right as the right as the airport started closing. So she's still here. Her classes went online, and so instead of heading back to Minnesota. Um, she's been kind of hibernating here with us. So that's been a wonderful blessing. And our oldest daughter is still in Missouri at the university finishing up and moving into her summer job and things like that. So a lot more time here at the house, um, finding some fun recipes and um, and just finding when one of us has a meeting or a phone call, finding other places. Our house isn't that big. So other places to kind of stay out of each other's way when we need when we need some quiet, we don't have a blanket fort or anything to, <laughs> to cover us up with. So,
0: <laughs>
1: sorry, she's okay. revealing
0: all my secrets.
1: Uh, <laughs> the things we have to do at home to produce
0: exactly. radio well.
1: <laughs> how, how has the community been affected around you where you live? What are some of the things that have that have changed mm. for you, uh, just in the in your surrounding area? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing we notice immediately is just the quiet streets. Um, Nairobi mm. is a pretty bustling city and um, there's there's um, restrictions on how far people can go, when they can go. There's curfews and things like that. So you'll drive down a street that was normally just streaming with cars and now there's maybe three or four cars out there. That's the biggest difference, I think, and what that means for a lot of people. Um, the materially poor people is that they were maybe day laborers out working just for the, a labor, just for that day wage, and now they're not able to do that, which means they're really, really struggling for food and money and and things like that. So, um, yeah, there's some serious ramifications for folks around. Um, stores are closed. Um, things close by four o'clock. So if you wanted to order something to be delivered, you, you no longer can do that for dinner, or things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and we're in the big city. And I, I think then in the rural and villages in the rural areas, it's, it's even more, uh, um, less of an impact, but more, um, scarier I think for the people that are there cause they're already living like day to day.
0: What does this mean for the local churches and the proclamation of the gospel Mm. in the communities where you live and serve?
1: Yeah, it's been a challenge. Um, the churches don't have the same network internet kind of, um, capacity. The church in Uganda, the Lutheran church of Uganda has started broadcasting their worship services and also evening services. Um, the church in Kenya has started like a food a food distribution to families with children, um, we have we've been um, helping churches set up hand washing stations in the air parts of the of the cities that are really um, congested and and are the slums. Um, we've been helping people making masks. Um, so the the gospel continues to be shared. Um, they're just finding much different ways to do that. And um, luckily, we still have texting and phones. And I think. Um, People, you know, people love to be in community here. And so something like a Sunday morning is a really big deal. And so there's, you know, people are down, people are are a little bit more reserved and they're missing each other. And um, I think it's going to make it that much more wonderful when they can meet together again. Um, But a lot of checking in with each other and um, sharing, sharing the gospel like in the, in the simple ways that they can. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of, of the blessings. What are some of the other blessings that have come mm-hmm. out of this or, or things, silver linings that, that you've yeah. noticed uh, that maybe you hadn't noticed before? We started doing daily team devotions. And before we only did it with the people who were in, in our in our area, if they came into the office. And now we're connecting like five or six different countries. At nine o'clock every morning, we start our day as a team um, with devotions. And you kind of think, well, why didn't we do this earlier? You know, like, (laughs) why weren't the people in the other countries allowed to do that? The same thing for Sunday mornings. And um, there's um, a DCE on our team that has started a women's Bible study with missionary women. And I've started a Bible study with the missionary kids, the teenagers, Mm. Um, and on the book of Philippians kind of looking at joy, no matter what kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all stuff that we kind of now looking back are like we didn't need a pandemic to start a Bible study across countries over the internet, but it's forced us to find new ways to do things because we didn't like we didn't do the retreat or we didn't see each other. Um, but it's been a real a real blessing to connect over, around God's word and to see faces and smiles and share prayer requests on a day-to-day basis that we normally wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that before. So that's been a real, a real highlight for me. Mm-hmm.
0: How can we pray for you and support you in the days ahead?
1: Hmm. Um, I think the not knowing when things will open up. Um, for instance, our youngest daughter, Grace, not knowing when she can head back to the states. Or for our oldest daughter, Sydney, not knowing when we'll see her. Um, I think those are our biggest, just the trusting God and the uncertainty and knowing that that he'll take care of us even when we're apart without knowing when we'll see each other again. Um, Yeah, that would be our biggest prayer is just for peace.
0: Krista and Joel Young served the Lord through the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in Africa based in Nairobi. Krista, thank you so much for being our guest on the coffee hour today and sharing your story with us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for doing this. It's totally my pleasure.
0: I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah (laughs) Golsa.